This past year, my next guest released her debut single, Out Into The World, and it has already garnered over 100,000 plus streams. But don't you dare call her a newbie. In 2013, this singer-songwriter had a, had a hand in writing Jennifer Hudson's song, Dangerous. She's coming off an amazing 2018, which saw her not only perform during the Juno's weekend, but also winning the RBC Emerging Music Program. I'm really excited to welcome to the studio, Lou Kala. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. I didn't realize you're from Ajax. I live in Ajax. I don't know if I'll say I'm from Ajax. You, but f- I live you live in Ajax. there. Okay. Well, we're currently neighbors. We're neighbors. I'm um, Scarborough. Oh, we're really neighbors. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we behave a little bit better, but we who does me. Ajax people? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be nice to you because you came to me. So <laughs> <laughs> but congratulations on DCMO. Don't count me out. Thank you. That's amazing. Thank you very much. Um, tell me about the song. What does it mean to you? I think it was just like, I think DCMO Don't Count Me Out was the perfect introduction to me who Lou Calla is. Yeah. And it's just kind of telling my story briefly. And I feel like I've always been overlooked or counted out um, by people, whether it was in this industry or it was men or it was like friends. So I feel like people never saw my potential and didn't care to see it. And I'm just letting the world know that like, don't count me out because there's a lot coming. Heard you saying I don't fit. Sitting over there like your big time. Bucking all my wrongs and shit. Like, oh, she ain't going nowhere. You'll be hearing me through loudspeakers. You'll be begging for a drive. You'll be vibing in the bleachers and I'll be at the top. But right now I'm right here. Your body language says it all. You don't even gotta speak, no. Your body language says it all. Don't count me out. I know I'm a big girl and you are afraid to claim me. Don't count me out. Fuck your perfect world. Now I'll never be that picture, baby. But all I wanna say, God, I don't get what you think. Can't you see that I'm the best thing? Oh, So I guess you got time Ignoring all my fucking mail Like, oh, oh, well, right now you're right here And your body language says it all You don't even gotta speak, no Your body language says it all
happening to you, you know, I guess during this time when people were telling you, ah, you can't do it. Like, what was it? Was it your, your voice they didn't like? Was it, um, your woman, you're black? Like what, what, I what sort of things were people? I think it was kind of like a combination of mm. everything. Like just me being like this black plus size singer songwriter, orange hair, and I'm in pop. I think it was just like so different that like mm. people like to put people in a box and I'm not really in a box. What box and did people want to put you in? I think if people ideally could put me in a box, they'd definitely want me to be like this R&B, like huge soulful like singer. And that's not really who I am. Okay. I, got, I got the soul. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I have the soul, but I'm all not right, an R&B right. artist. And okay. I'm very outspoken and I yeah. want my music to represent outspoken. I don't really want to sing cookie cutter songs. That's just not my thing. Okay. Um, that's awesome. Now I have to ask you because I think when I first, um, you know, so Omar, your friend is, is, is also in the room and we, him and I work together Yeah. and I s every so often I see him posting with these singers, these performers and I go, Oh, like, do you know all these up and coming popular people? <laughs> um, but you were, I think when I first knew of you, you went by a different name. I did. Vanessa. So Vanessa Lou. Vanessa Lou. So tell me about Lou Kala. Where does that come from? Um, why why have you chosen to be called that? Well, my name is actually Lusamba Kalala. So okay. Lou is the first syllable to my first name. Uh -huh. And Kala is the first four letters of the of the sixth word last name. Okay. So it's actually the realest me that there could be. Ah. So that's the real so Vanessa's where? What's Vanessa? It's my middle name. That's your middle name? It is. Ah. But you used to be called by that. I did. Yeah. So tell me about like tell me about that process of like, I don't know. Is this discovering yourself? Is this realizing who you are? I think that when I the moment that I realized I was ready to put out music. Yeah. And it was like go time. I just felt like I wanted to present myself to the world as like just me and forget about everything that's happened in the past. Like mm. I just wanted to be like the most. It's kind of like a full circle yeah. to who I really am. You're not and hiding anymore, trying I'm to be someone else. I'm, I'm just me now. Yeah. So. Were you trying to be someone else, do you feel? I, I don't think I was trying to be someone else. Mm. Um, I think fin Vanessa Lou fit with who I was then, but who I am now, I think Lou is just the best representation of who I am right now. Awesome. And that's just really who I am. Cool, cool. When I was so, when when I knew you had a a previous name, I was like, okay, where's where does Lou? I was trying to think where does Lou Kala come from, so I went to our, our trusty tool that everyone uses, Google, Google. <laughs> <laughs> and I went there, and it was a town in Congo, yeah. And then Omar sends me your bio, and I go through your bio, and you've got a Congolese background. I do. Have you, uh, were you born there? I was not. I, uh. I think I also discovered it when okay. <laughs> I changed my name. Yeah, um, yeah. I was born in Kinshasa. 
So I was born Zaire. in Congo. Okay. Yeah, just not in that town. Okay. Yeah, so Zaire, Congo, same? Yes, it used so to be named Zaire. It used to be named Zaire. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. And I guess they went through a rebrand. Just they like went me. through a rebrand. <laughs> and now it's the Congo. Okay. Um, so your family is from there? My family, yes. Okay. Have you ever been back? I haven't. Oh. Have you ever wanted to? Um, I'm definitely, like, hoping that that's something that's going to happen in the next few years. Yeah. Because, like, who doesn't want to go home and really discover their roots? Yeah. Um, so that's definitely something I hope will happen soon. Nice, nice. My parents are from Uganda. Awesome. Uh, so I had a chance to go there. What year is it? 2018? 2010. Wow. Yeah. A while back. How was that? Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. We went throughout East Africa. Um, and it was at the same time as the World Cup. So uh, my wife forced us to go to South Africa for a week. Oh, that's awesome. And, and watch a game. And she had some friends down there. So um, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really, really good. Yeah. I'm living through you in my mind. Are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make it there. I'm going to make it there. Now, Congo, th I think there's French there as well? Yeah, French is my first language. Really? Mm -hmm. Ah, okay, good. I wish I knew. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not even Petipu. <laughs> Not even That's little. close enough. That's close enough. My son, though, is in French immersion. That's good. Grade seven now. That's a very so, pivotal time. Yeah, so he can speak. My wife can speak French. I think my wife speaks like five languages I think or something. You just have to get it together. I, I do. <laughs> I looked at I'm, I'm married up. I'm just, I kind of, I <laughs> snuck you, in. But at least you know. I snuck in. Oh, you I know. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so where d where did you grow up then? Um, I grew up in Toronto. Okay. I grew up in Regent Park. Okay. And then my family relocated to Ajax. Yeah. Um, halfway through high school. Okay. You miss Regent Park? Of course. Yeah. I think that like you just they've redeveloped. Like, did you move before the redevelopment? Um, somewhat while I think it had okay. just started, or it was just it just started in like a certain part, but now it's like the majority is gone. Yeah. And it's really sad. Yeah. Because, you know, there was a lot of memories. There's a lot of families. Sure. Um, and, like, though other people see it as, like, the hood and, like, not a safe area, when you're from an area like that, like, that's home. Well, tell me about your region, Park. I don't know. It was, to me, it was just very normal. To me, it was the exact same as anybody's neighborhood. You and your friends hanging out outside, going to the center. The center is just, like, the spot yeah. that we'd all go to. I grew up in Southside Regent. Um Obviously, there's the unfortunate, there's unfortunate things that happen. And, mm -hmm. like, when I think of a lot of people in my age group that I may have grown up with, a lot are either incarcerated or dead now. But um, I think aside from that, I think a lot of the people were really great people, just struggling and not in the best situation. But that's all they knew. Yeah. That's all we knew. Fair enough. You, yeah. you happy that your parents took you away from that or? I mean, I think it's cool that, like, I have kind of, like, a best of both worlds um, to me because I've lived in both worlds. Yeah. I think, like, it w when we originally moved, it was hard because we didn't really know we were moving. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of what happens to a lot of people that live in the hood. Like, when you move out, it's kind of, like, an abrupt thing. Mm. Like, people don't usually tell, like, the whole world they're moving. Um, but, like, afterwards, like, I got used to it. And, like, I have a lot of my lifelong friends that, like, from Ajax now. So, I don't know. I appreciate both. Yeah? Nice. I do. How did music get introduced to you? Was um, it something your parents, did they play records? Were they yeah. singers themselves? Or Yeah. Um, my mom, actually both my parents have always sung. Oh, okay. Um, 
my when I was growing up, my dad was a pastor. Okay. So I guess we all have the typical pastor, like growing up in church, <laughs> hearing the singing. singing. The, yeah. Yeah. So was it like a Baptist Baptist church where it's like, um, everyone's up and dancing and singing. It this wasn't, is I'm it just wasn't this my is from movies. I I have no yeah, clue. Yeah. No, <laughs> not really in Canada. No. Okay. <laughs> we, we're working on it. We're still working we are? on okay. it. Okay. This is my dad's. We're still church, reserved. So, yeah. This is my dad's church. So it was small. It was very very small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but people did get up and dance and like sing all the words and like. I used to sing all the songs with them. I did not know what I was singing because a lot of them could have been in some of the native tongues oh, okay, from okay. Congo. But like, oh, okay. I only speak French and yeah, English. Yeah. So I would like sing along to the words. Yeah. But I didn't really know what I was saying. And so I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, my parents have always played the Celine Dion's and oh, yeah? the Whitney's and all that stuff in our house growing up. Um, so music was always like, I think, a part of me. I just didn't know. I don't know if I really realized what it was going to be for me in the future, hmm. but I always knew I was going to be a singer. So what happened after the, the choirs in the, in, in the church? Like what was your first step out, out of that? Um, well, this is like years, choirs, school. Yeah. I was even like in choir in my school probably for like a whole week, but I did do it still for a okay. week. Okay. What um, happened? What happened? Outside of that, I, um, I finally like when I finally – started taking myself a little bit seriously like yeah. i just started like performing at different showcases okay um i did a couple programs and yeah it's kind of where we are now oh wow it seems like overnight it wasn't it feels like overnight sometimes yeah. like i think like 2018 was a really great year um but then when you really think about it like it's been a long 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 process yeah and they say it takes like 10 years to make an overnight success has it been 10 years I, f I feel like it's been like 10 years. Okay, so then you're an I, overnight I don't <laughs> I don't think I've been serious for 10 years. Okay, but, okay. Um, in the last 10 years, I have like gone to sessions and mm -hmm. started getting my feet wet. Um, but I think the last two years have been really serious. Yeah. I think it was, I read in, I think it was in Now Magazine, um, you were you were in a festival or something. Yeah, manifesto. Yeah, and, and you know, someone was doing a recap and they said, uh, the fiery red, I, I, don't, I don't know if they call you redhead or orange hair, but mm -hmm. the fiery haired, and you, you had gone by Vanessa back then. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and they talked about your presence. Um, where, you know, where did you get that from? Where did you get the confidence um, to have that sort of presence on stage? Um, I think I've always been pretty confident. Yeah. I know it's like the worst answer, but I have always been confident. I think it started early in life because I had to be confident. Um, I wasn't like the perfect like look or size. You have um, older brothers or sisters? I do. I have a lot. Oh, okay. Are you the youngest? I'm the second youngest. The second, okay. Yeah. So I think I just always kind of had to be confident. So the confidence always been there, but like I think when I'm on stage, like that's where I come alive the most. Yeah. And I know like a lot of a lot of other artists like their favorite place to be is the studio and now i actually do appreciate the studio i, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't stand it before but okay. now i do appreciate it um but my favorite place to be is the stage yeah. so i guess that's where it all comes from do you remember the first solo song you sang on stage the first solo or one of the first well, okay, i did i don't know if this is like i was with other people but i had a solo okay 
this was in grade A in Regent Park, Laura Dufferin. Yeah. Um, I performed Hero by Mariah Carey. And uh, Toronto Argonauts head coach. Oh, shoot, pinball, was it name. Pinball Clemens? Pinball Clemens. Okay, yeah. so grade eight, okay. Pinball Clemens. Yeah. He was actually at my school All right. um, for that day, and I sang Heroes by Mariah Carey. And, like, that was, like, my first time, like, having a solo. And he heard me, and he really loved me. And then he, like, invited me to come and meet the whole team. Argos and I got to sing for the Argos. I think like the Okanza. That's awesome. Like in the stadium. Or m- maybe it was. It wasn't actually in the stadium. Okay. They had like an event, but it was at the place. Okay. Um, but indoor. Yeah. And they just had an event. And they brought me in to sing, and that was just like really cool because that was my first time someone like seeing me like a little bit, and I was very raw back then, so I don't even yeah. want to see footage <laughs> back then. But. <laughs> But it was still nice that like someone saw me and thought that that's awesome. They should bring and this me is like you're in grade seven, grade eight. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, I was in grade eight, so that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but y- I s- songwriting. Where where did songwriting or how did that sort of develop? Because that's a, that's a big step to go from, you know, singing your favorite artist songs yeah. and you you know you don't need to write anything. You 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 sing a song that you really love. H- how did writing come into? I feel like I've always written, but I didn't realize I was writing. Okay. So I think like if I go back to old journals, um, cause I remember someone asked me like, when did you start writing? And I was like, I don't know. But then like I started really thinking about it and I was like, I still remember some of these songs that I wrote when I was like 11 songs. I wrote when I was nine, nine, all the songs in grade eight. Like I still remember a lot of them. So I think I always wrote, but I didn't realize that like, other kids weren't doing like weren't doing that either mm-hmm. you know i thought that like we all went home and like wrote songs oh, or at yeah. recess <laughs> then i realized like no i think this is just you thing that's and <laughs> other people play and have fun <laughs> so i guess i've always written like when i was really young um but i started honing into it a lot more mm-hmm. probably in the last like in the last like seven years um i think i started like realizing that oh i was writing let me write a little bit more yeah. and then the last like three years i think i've really been honing in on me nice and so I, I, I guess back then you you were you writing like poems or poetry or were you I was writing ri- songs okay so were you and to yourself like are you singing them and writing them down yeah, like, I, was, yeah. I was singing and writing songs to thin air so like um that's like my writing style like i don't really write to production okay i can but it's not my favorite what does that mean write to production um, so like t- a lot of people especially like in hip-hop and r&b you would write to a beat Okay, so the beat comes first. And the then beat would come first usually, okay. and then you'd write to it. But yeah. I just write to like nothing. Okay, so when I, you're I when just you're write to the melodies in my mind. Ah, so there's a melody then. There's yeah, I guess there's like melodies yeah. that come at the same time as the lyrics. How do you do? You, do you capture that? Like, do, are you recording your voice? Yeah, my voice notes like stay on. I I ha- definitely have over a thousand voice notes. Wow, that could just be in the last year, <laughs> but I have a lot of voice notes. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you also write without melody? Um, sometimes if I already have the melody, okay, like, and then go back and like go through the words, yeah. But no, I think maybe when I was really young, but sure, I I think the melody for me is what drives the song. Nice. I want to get more into that, but I'm really curious about um how you managed to get a writing credit. Um, 
with Jennifer Hudson, or for, I guess one of the, you wrote one of you co-wrote yeah one of the songs that's on her on her album yeah um, I'm really so I just don't want to know about that like how do you because you're not just hey you girl you sing well why don't you come and write like it how was don't like tell that. me. <laughs> It actually kind of was like that. You're going to make me want to just stand outside and just hope that someone looks at me. No, I don't know why. Like, that that was probably one of the weirdest experiences just because, like, I was in, in L.A. I think it was my very first time in L.A. Okay. And what, were you, what were you in L.A. for? I would, vacation? Love, I would love to say I was there for music, but it was more of a vacation. It All was right. my first time in L.A. Like, okay. So, um, and I had just performed at a pretty big showcase out here before going to L.A. Okay. So, someone just sent me a dm on twitter and was like hey um i don't know if they had heard about me or if they were at that show what show till this day i'm very confused um honey jam okay so someone was my first time being in honey jam and someone was like hey um i would love for you to write with i'd love to bring you to a session like when are you gonna be back in toronto and i was like well i'll be back on this date and i went to the session and we worked on the song and then i came back to the session and we like worked on the song some more and the person that had invited me had never I'd never seen him again it was the weirdest thing ever you haven't seen him to this day till this day I never saw that person again that invited me to the session but I saw everybody else (laughs) afterwards that I met through him wow and like, did you know you were writing this hey we're gonna write this for Jennifer Hudson no no you're just writing a song you're just writing a song Mm -hmm. wow you're just writing a song and that's just where it ended up going all right so I'm going to go, I have to go public speaking or somewhere. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Good yeah, things happen was, to good people. It was really like, it threw me off. Like, yeah. you know, like you just don't think that something like that's going to happen. Then all the cards start lining up. So do you get like an email? Does, does like a check come in from, I don't know, the Juno people that, oh, here's X amount of dollars because Jennifer Hudson sang a song. Um, like, how does that it's work? It's not from the Juno. Okay. It's from SoCan. Um, I was going to say actor. I couldn't figure out what the answer is. It's from SoCan. Yeah. Um, at least in Canada, it's from SoCan. Yeah. yeah. And is that how you found out? No, okay. no. I, I got a call. Yeah? Like, the producers called me and okay. said, hey, the song is going to be on Jennifer Hudson's album. Yeah. Um, so where were, yeah. tell me, tell me, you where, where are you when you get this call? I was sleeping. <laughs> I okay. was sleeping. So You're sleeping. I was like, "Oh, oh, hey!" I was like, "Oh, hey, Cause, yeah. hi." Um, Cause is one of the producers on there. All right. It's like, "Hey, the song's gonna ended up being on da da da," and I was like, "Oh, okay." And you went back to sleep. Don't tell me you went back to sleep. Tell me you I got up, you screamed, and you call all your girlfriends. I or you don't put remember. it. <laughs> I do not remember. I'm sorry. That's as far as my memory goes. But I don't think I screamed. Yeah. But I think I was proud of myself. That I was like, awesome. oh, this is cool. Like, um, it felt <laughs> like it, it just felt like a 360 moment because, like, I remember being younger and auditioning for something. I'm not saying what, but I auditioned for something and I sang, yeah, Jennifer Hudson. And wow, I remember like I got in the first through, but the first round, but I didn't get in the second round. Yeah, um, when I sang Jennifer Hudson, I was so sad because I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm sad. Like I'm young. I'm 16. Sure. And it didn't go through. So, like, to think that, like, things ended up going full circle. And then and Jennifer Hudson a recorded song. a song sounding like hearing and listening to my voice. Yeah. It was kind of, like, a really cool, like, moment for me to think about how things, you know, like, if it's not your moment now, doesn't mean it won't be your moment later on in life. Yeah. So, it was cool. That is awesome. Yeah. That is good stuff. 
Um, so let's get back to your songwriting process. So melody and lyrics sort of come together. Yes. Um, where, where does it start? Do you do you read for inspiration? Do you go places? Do you um, shut yourself in a room and give yourself an hour? Like, what's I your process? To, I used to write about like a lot of things that weren't true, at least in my life. Okay. You know, like just a bunch of like love songs and like the movies I've watched and just the typical stuff that you know about love. Um, and then I think like within the last year and a half is when I decided to like start writing about myself. And that was that was really hard for me. That was really hard because it was it was easy to write like a pop song about other people around me. But like when I actually had yeah, to it's like simple to write a pop song. I mean, I do it every <laughs> other for day. me, for me, for me for you. <laughs> <laughs> about things that weren't real for me. OK, OK. But the moment that I had to actually look at myself and start writing about myself, like that's when it became like really hard because like then you start facing like your little demons, like you start facing like the real stuff going on in your life and you have to decide like am i willing to write about this or not interesting so like what sort of stuff would you is it is it sort of a, a, a cathartic process for you that you felt you needed to do this i think at first it was like hard and it was yeah it was like i felt like i had to kind of like not like i had to but i felt like i wanted more depth mm. i wanted more depth and i think in a lot of times when i sing there there's like pain in my voice is what I hear a lot of, but I wasn't really singing about painful stuff. So I was like, I want to actually start singing about like the real things that I have like hidden deep down that I don't like to talk about. Mm. And I think like, I don't want to say now it's easy, but now I'm able to walk into the studio and be like, hey, like this is what we're going to write about today. This is what happened last year and I'm not over it and I want to still write about it. So like now I'm really at that place where I could write about all that stuff. Um, and it's been a very healing process to do that. But prior to that, it was really hard to, to like actually face myself. That was the hardest thing for me mm -hmm. to really face myself and admit things that I don't say out loud because I'm usually the person that's like smiling and laughing. Like there's a lot of things I don't say out loud, even though I'm very open. Yeah. Um, like there's a wall that stops at some at a certain point. So to be able to completely break that wall, like it's been a good it's been a good, like, really healing moment for me. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's that's good stuff. Um, a lot of great things have been happening yeah. to you this year, or this past year, 2018. Um, and I, I have no clue sort of, you know, where it starts and where it ends. So, um, but y there, there was a talent, it, is it a talent competition? It's your shot? Uh, yeah, I it's like, if it's a record record competition but okay. it's a competition yeah yeah and you, f you finished what top three yeah i was in the top three which was really cool was this for me was this writing performing singing what was um, this one this was just sending in a demo like sending okay. in songs so yeah, yeah, yeah for me like in the end i was really proud because i had sent in the rough demo and everybody else like had sent these full blown songs because they had recorded before Fully and like yeah, and like songs that were out you know so to yeah, me yeah. i was like hey like i ended up making the top three with like this unreleased like demo so for me it was like a really cool moment like a voice note from your phone you just said yeah <laughs> and they called me so for me it was like a good feeling that's awesome um that they called and they were still willing to help me and that they said it was hard i was like as long as it was a hard decision i'll take <laughs> it i'll take it um 
And I just think like when one door closes, though I don't look at it as a door closes. Sure. I just don't think it was f- for me. I don't think uh. that specific thing was for me or my time yeah, yeah, yeah. for it. Um, but I think I got what I set out to get from it. Nice, nice. Um, tell me about you. You performed the Juno's weekend, right? Yeah. Um, tell me about like where did you perform? Tell me about the whole experience. That must have been amazing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I got to perform. Um, it was at Union Station. But yeah, yeah. They had built like more of like where the Via Rail area is, and they had built like a stage, and it was Toronto celebrates the Junos. Mm-hmm. So it was like consecutive shows that were happening in Toronto as well as in Vancouver in the oh, Juno's okay. lab. So they were kind of like happening at the same time. Ah. So that was just really cool to be on that bill. Um, I enjoyed it. Nice. Yeah. Um, and did you sing like throughout all these things? Are you, are you singing DCMO or? That was actually the very first time I did. Oh. And no one knew I did that. Um, ah. I just wanted to test it out and okay. I did it to only guitar. So that was the very first time Like I never told anybody. I just really wanted to try out and see if people would stop like while they were walking out. Um, because after that I didn't actually perform it cause this is like in March after yeah. that. I don't think I performed it till I want to say August mm. at manifesto. Okay. So I just kind of wanted to test out just guitar yeah. and see how it would sing. Nice. How did it sing? But I always sang, yes, I always sang, um, original songs prior to even releasing music. Oh wow. It was weird. It was That's amazing. It was I'll weird because I enjoyed it. Yeah. But like people then would be like, where do I get the songs? <laughs> and it was like this awkward like, uh, give me your email. And <laughs> I was like, one day soon, I promise this is the year something will be out. Yeah. But nothing is out yet. So yeah. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, Babyface, you, you went with to a writing workshop. Yeah. Or something? Um, a writing camp. Writing camp. Yeah. They flew me out to L.A. They who's they? Um, so Good Vibes Music okay. group, which is Babyface's camp, okay. and Jason Ray. So that was really cool. Again, you BMG. were, they heard you sing at um, Union Station? I applied okay. for it. Okay, okay. Um, and when I got the news, it was just like a really good, <laughs> it was a really good feeling moment. Yeah. You know, because like I was kind of second guessing myself. Mm-hmm. and What were you second guessing? I just like. I don't know. I think like when you you're so used to people like doubting you, yeah, yeah. you know, that voice starts ringing in your head. And then I was also feeling like I'm not even an R&B artist. So like, will Babyface even you? care to like huh. hear what I <laughs> have to say or like what I'm singing? Mm-hmm. So when I got the news, like it was a really like amazing feeling. And just to be able to work with someone like him, like I'm still like so humbled that I got to be in that room and just learn from him and uh James Fauntleroy and Mark Lowe, like that was pretty amazing. What are you What are you learning in, in this in this camp? It was cool workshop. to like learn all the different writing styles. Okay, like seeing how other people work versus how I work, mm-hmm. um, and just hearing like their feedback. You know, like being able to hear Babyface be like, "I think this could be better if you change it up," or like the moment he walked in, he was like, "You know, like I have." Shivers, like, you know, like those things, it's like you keep those for the rest of your life. So it was just amazing to just be around them and even just hear like the stories he had to share about his life and his come up Mm. in the music industry. Like you're like a sponge and like I could just be the wall (laughs) and I would enjoy it. So it was cool. That is awesome. 
Um, I talked off the top about you winning this uh, RBC Emerging Music yeah. program. Um, tell me about that. So that happened actually, um, I think I found out in September. Mm-hmm. They announced it in October. And Do you apply again? You give a song? Yeah, or? I think I applied with the same demo. Okay. <laughs> this, honestly, this same demo got me to the Babyface camp. It got me in the top three to, to the It's Your Shot, and it won okay. me this. Oh, wow. It is now my single, Don't Count Me Out. So okay. Don't Count Me Out ended up opening a lot of doors, which is really funny. But um, the Emerging Artist Program, that was really cool. That was when I got the news, I think I was just like really happy. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I can't believe it. And then like, I think like within like a half hour, like it truly set in that like I got it yeah. and I actually got emotional and like, what does that, what does that mean to you? Like, what did it mean to you to win that? Both, both as, as, as I don't know if it was a validation, but also as, as an artist. Yeah. I think it was, like I said in the beginning, it was just like a happiness, like, yay, like I'm finally like a door is opening for me, yeah, so to speak. But like, I think when the emotional moment hit, it was kind of like this feeling that like I've been working so hard and like someone finally seen me, mm-hmm. you know, I, that was like it was the validation. It was like someone wants to invest in me and like and my future. Like it was just like a really good moment. And it was a very similar feeling to the baby face feeling. But wow. Um, yeah, it was a very similar feeling, but it, but this was just like, cause the year, it was just like me realizing how much like I had been working this year, like nonstop. So like when that moment hit and I finally had to stop for a second and like take it in, it was a lot and it was very emotional in the end. That's so cool. What's, what's next for you now? What is next for me? Um, I'm just like super excited to be like, I'm just working on music on a lot of new music and I can't wait to be able to put some of that out. Um, just connecting with the people that support me. Um, and are you sending that raw, raw file, that raw song out any more places? Well, it's <laughs> <laughs> the real ones out. So I don't think anybody <laughs> needs to hear the, the rough one, but I'm just excited for like more shows. Just I'm excited for the ride for yeah. sure. And 2018 ended on a really good level and like just being able to perform at the uh, Canada Walk of Fame Gala. Oh, tell me about that. Yeah. I forgot to talk about that. Um, that was really cool because I just got like I got to perform in front of like a lot of ca- Canadian royalty. That's what I call them in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I probably felt like the brokest person in that room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how did I pull off being on this stage? I'm so confused, but I'm so happy that I'm here. Yeah. Got to meet a lot of people. Seth Rogen followed me on Twitter from watching me perform. I saw that. I so saw that. I, yeah. I felt pretty like I think that's like all I care about. I was like, <laughs> yes, I'm lit. I was like, Seth Rogen followed me. That's in your bio. That should be the that's it's gonna be. That's yeah, it's for gonna sure. Be. So that was just a really high moment for me. I literally was on like a stage like above <laughs> the table. So it was a good high moment for me. And like it had to happen like right after coming back from LA yeah. this time to work. We weren't vacationing good, anymore. Good, good, this good, time good. it was like a full work yeah. trip. So it was definitely like the best roller coaster ever. And I'm just excited to see what else will come. That is awesome. That's really good. Let, let me let's talk about some stuff that you you've put out there on on uh, on on Twitter and stuff. Like, um, I want to ask you about this because this this was also on the news, um, and I don't know exactly what you tweeted, but 
Um, I don't know your your thoughts on on R. Kelly. Um, <laughs> I think that this is just like just being in this industry, in the music industry. There's a lot of people that try to take advantage of women, and I've been that woman. Um, where a lot of these producers and these people just they just see what they can kind of get out of you. Mm. So it just sucks that someone that has put out really good music and has just is kind of seen as like one of the greats. Like it sucks when you find out all this information about you, but about them. But I feel like when you do find out all this information about them, um, like that's when you should make a choice. Mm. Like, do you continue to support? someone who's done these things or do you take a stance so for me it's like taking a stance like i'm no i'm not supporting someone like that um i don't know how you move on from that but let's let's move on from that <laughs> i don't know why you started so hot i know eh? <laughs> but i think that that laugh that kinda al- was my last your, tweet though so your laugh allows us to move on from that okay yeah, yeah. okay so uh you're you have netflix I do have uh, so, Netflix. So do I. So let me ask you: Should I watch? Because I've I've saved it to as a, as a favorite. Yeah, Bird Box. Yes, no. I personally really liked it. Okay. You know, so and I think there's a lot of people that really liked it. Yeah. There are some people I think that think some things are missing from it, but like I personally really liked it, okay. and I watched it on Christmas. I don't know if that's a depressing Cri- thing to Christmas do, but movie. I watched it on Christmas. It's the new Christmas. Okay. It's the new Christmas. I I will w- I will watch that then. Um, I was I was. I don't know why I was surprised, but I was surprised that you like Fix You by Coldplay. Why? I, I don't know. What? I don't know. Fix You is one of the most beautiful songs like that's ever been written. Okay. It's definitely in my top like three. Wow. I, I just think it's a really beautiful song and the message is a strong message and it was I don't know if I heard it first on So You Think You Can Dance back in the day. And oh, my. Maybe, like, that's why it stuck with me because it was, like, yeah. a con- contemporary dance. Yeah. But I don't think that's why I heard it first. I was really young when I heard it. But just everything from the songwriting into the emotions, like, when you hear it, like, it really makes you feel. And um, anything that really makes you feel, like, I don't know, to me is art. And I think Fix You is great. Awesome. Play Fix You. Biggest fan. You're down. Good, 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 good. Okay, so you tweeted this, and I you need to explain yourself. This is what you said. This is your your words. All right. I can sing about toilet paper, and give sex vibes. Wait, what? I tweeted this. <laughs> wait, wait, what date was this tweet? <laughs> I don't want to have to look this up, but that you tweeted that. I tweeted this. Yes. Okay, I think that um. This is a funny tweet. I, something is wrong with me. But I, I think it has to do with my lower tone of my voice. Okay. It's a very, like, my lower tone of my voice is pretty sensual. And I think, like, <laughs> I remember I recorded, like, <laughs> Hallelujah back in the day. Th- yes, you were referring to that. And someone said, yeah. I think, yeah, I recorded, like, Hallelujah back in the day. And the person that was doing the video for me, mm-hmm. shout out Tony Francis, um, she was like, 
why do you sound so sexual? Like this song is not about that. And I was like, but the last I was like, verse how do is I very. Sound? The last verse is very sexual. In that yeah, song. I was like, I don't think I sound sexual, but <laughs> like I think that um, I did a song recently. And when I heard it back, I was like, my goodness. I was like, I don't know what it is about my voice, but there there's, there are some very <laughs> sexual undertones. Awesome. I didn't choose it, though. No? I did not choose it. All right. Well, you're lucky I didn't. I was going to bring a roll of toilet paper and say. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> toilet paper. <laughs> Lou, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. You guys can find me anywhere on social media at sign. I go by L-U, I go by Lou, or you can just type in Lou Kala, L-U-K-A-L-A, and you can find me anywhere. Thank you so much for having me, Kareem. You're welcome. Thank you.